using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude, or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married. But you know what I mean? I am Kristen from kristenandchill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast. It's your host, Kristen Carney, alone today without Marnie Kinris. She's laid up in bed after getting the booster shot. Hopefully she's not just making excuses and she really is. <laughs> I know if it was me, maybe I'd be making the excuses, but we're going to be holding down the ship today really well because we have an awesome guest. We have relationship coach with over 20 years of dating experience in all sorts of areas of dating. We have Coach Lee. Hey, Coach Lee, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much, Kristen. I'm really glad to be here. So we're going to talk about cuffing season. You know, as the weather gets colder, as the days get darker, people like to cuff up. And I learned about this, you know, a few years ago from doing this podcast. We've never gone super, super in depth with the conversation. So I'd love to hear you just kind of throw at me just stuff about cuffing season that we can get into it. Okay. Well, you know, it's primarily just based on observation that all these people, when it comes springtime, there's all these new couples that resulted from the winter. And a lot of it is partly because the holidays are so romanticized. We want to be at the Christmas party with somebody. We want to have a kiss for the first day of the new year. And a lot of times there's pressure from families, who you bring into the family meal, who you bring into Thanksgiving. And so some people have tried to say, well, it's nature where somehow we have these primitive roots of hibernating with someone else or some other, you know, a comrade to be with us during the cold. But there's also a lot of that, just that we have really romanticized the holidays. And I like the holidays too. I've romanticized the holidays. So there's nothing wrong with that. But that's where a lot of that comes from is just in the spring, all of a sudden, there's all these new couples that resulted from the winter. So you don't really see a drop off in the springtime when they're like, eh, I don't need you anymore. You know, the holidays passed. The weather's nice out. I can put on a bikini and go uh, hunting for men. Do you see the couples actually sticking together? Oh, I certainly see breakups in the spring. That's another part of the observation is we're single in August and here it is April. 
and you just had a breakup. And so certainly, yeah, there does seem to be if maybe this person just wasn't seeming to be the right one, things weren't going so well because you've been cramped up together and now you can get out. It's like spring cleaning, I guess, in a way. Yeah. So yeah, I do see a lot of breakups in the spring, no doubt. And that's an area where it's difficult to see trends because there's so many breakups all the time. But April and May seems to be the top two months out of the year for breakups. So that can be pretty sad for people who <laughs> think they're going to have a great spring and here it is warm and exciting and they get their hearts broken. Right. Turns out it was just cuffing season. So how do we make the most out of this season? How do we find that person? How do we reel them in or catch them on our line like we're fishing? Well, you can always try to seek out that matchmaker. And I know some people who do that professionally. Oh, And some people seek those kind of people out. And I've even thrown my hat in the ring a few times and introduced some people. As a matter of fact, I have some dear friends who I told to stop messing around and they ended up getting married. But you can also, you know, your friends a lot of times can introduce you to some great people. A lot of people are, maybe they feel awkward, but they will say to their friends, you know, who do you know who's single? A lot of times your friends can be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So you utilizing friends. Yeah. And of course, a lot of times there's Christmas parties. And so if you're single and, and you're really wanting someone in the dead of winter, go to those Christmas parties, get involved. There's lots of Christmas shows that, that churches will do, local things that you can certainly go to. And so meeting people is just something that happens socially. Of course, there's going to be what's now becoming traditional. It's kind of funny to say that, but basically online where you're using apps, you're using websites, and most people, interestingly enough, are meeting that way. And I work with a lot of people. I have coaches on my staff, and that's the majority of people now is that they are meeting people online or through apps. And so obviously that's still going on. You can certainly do that. But the best way, because usually, like I said, the best way is your friends, because usually they know you better and they're going to be somewhat similar to you in terms of just the kind of people that you interact with, the way you see the world. And so a lot of times they know people who are going to be better fits for you. But that is typically going to be how you're going to meet people in and out of cuffing season. And a lot of people will want to know, well, what can we do in the winter? And a lot of the typical things are still there. But you can also certainly cozy up on the couch, watch all those Hallmark movies that uh, are romantic. And certainly watching something like that is helpful as far as getting the mood right. And so that's something that during the wintertime, I would certainly suggest is staying in more because it's cozy, it's warm. People just feel more in the mood because it is a romantic thing and there's no need to fight that. There's no need to fight the idea. You know, we talk about things that are romanticized and a lot of times we try to push against that. But I would say embrace it. Embrace it because it's part of the human experience. And so it's important that we allow that to actually have a chance. And that will work all year round, but especially during the holiday season. Why not? Why not embrace it? And a lot of people even talk about, you know, the first time we kissed was during a Christmas movie, something like that. 
So you could certainly do that and don't feel like you're being cliche. Feel like you're just embracing the season. Well, I'm certainly embracing the season because for the first time I have a uh, a date to a family Christmas function and it feels really good. I'm like, I have a boyfriend coming with me and it does kind of change your whole vibe for the season. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that we're just cuffing because, you know, we've been seeing each other since August. So since it's been warm, but the fact that I get to have somebody makes it a lot easier on me mentally and emotionally. So I did cut out there for a minute. So I kind of was in and out of what you were saying. So I'm going to just jump and ask some random questions. So with cuffing season, is there a way to discuss with someone whether or not this for you is just a seasonal thing? Like not, hey, I'm just using you because it's cold outside, but to have a discussion about your intentions? Or do people really think that they're getting into a relationship? Well, that's a little bit of an age-old question because there are so many people who will have the conversation and say, we're just being casual. We're just going to see where it goes. And basically, I encourage people to be honest. And people tend to be afraid to do that because they don't want the other person to think that they're too serious. And in some ways, I've seen people who will approach it very casually and fall in love with this other person. But because they have kept this other person at arm's length for so long and they've been so casual with it, they end up losing this other person that they are now in love with. And so that's a risky thing to do as well. So if you are honest with this person and you say, you know, I'm just approaching this casually. That's fine. But just be aware that it's all in how you frame it. If you tell them, I'm very interested to see where it goes, or I'm really enjoying being with you, and I'm open to anything as far as what potential future we could have, that's a lot better than saying, I'm just looking for something casual because I wish that I had a nickel for every person who's told me that they were thinking that they were in something casual. They were telling the other person, this is just casual, even telling them to slow down, even telling them, I don't want to be serious. And then they wake up in love with this person. But the other person has decided they're just going to stop trying. Maybe even they're interested in somebody else now. And so just be careful when you say that. And I don't think you're going to find the right person by telling them, I'm just interested in this for the winter. You know, we're cool for the winter because most people, at least most people that I interact with are looking for something long term. And if you're not, well, that's certainly one thing. But if you are really looking for something long term, try not to just approach the relationship where everything is seen as casual or everything is seen as temporary. Because a lot of times you can end up shooting yourself in the foot. If you enjoy this person's company, there is a design within you where you will grow closer to this other person, where there will be this connection that develops, even if it's not there right away. And so just remember, In the past, especially if you've ever been in that situation, it can happen again. And so you don't want to put water on the flames of the other person, especially if they wind up feeling the same way about you. You know, another thing that I notice with people is that during winter, especially if they try to just have somebody for, say, a family meal, or if they try to just have somebody for the big party in the neighborhood, 
that's kind of obvious maybe to people there, especially when they start asking, how do you two know each other? How long have you two been dating? That kind of thing. It can be awkward if these people, your family, your friends start asking questions. So whereas I get the, that's a great way to actually meet someone and to do some things, just be careful how you present it because it's not just a funny movie that someone would actually ask someone to pretend to be their boyfriend or girlfriend because I have spoken to people who have actually done that. One woman told me that she asked the guy that she knew and they had talked some. As a matter of fact, it seems like they might have worked some together off and on. And she said, would you go as my boyfriend to this Christmas party? And at first he thought that she was kind of asking him out, that she was interested. But then she kind of said, no, no, I don't want you to be my boyfriend. I just want you to pretend to be. And she ended up falling for him. She took him home to the wherever she lived. It was some small town, you know, and then the Christmas party that her parents had was just humongous. And it wasn't just family who, who was there, but like all people in the neighborhood and people she had known growing up. And so it was a big deal. So she shows up with this guy and he's pretending to be her boyfriend. And they've got a story where they're making up this fake backstory about how they met and all that. And she ends up really falling hard for this guy. And so now when people ask them how they've met, they have this awkward moment where they both think about the real way they met, which was her asking him to pretend to be her boyfriend, but they don't tell anybody that. I don't recommend doing it that way, but it worked out for them. I can tell you that based on what they told me, it was really awkward and they felt like they were living a lie. So I don't suggest that at all. And I can certainly see that blowing up in your face, but I have seen it work before. So another odd thing is now you have this new person and there's all this pressure to get them a present, get them a gift, which can really kind of mess things up, partly because when you have the dynamic of one person being a lot more interested than the other, which you don't know if that's the case or not early on. And so the the everybody's concerned about getting the bigger gift. What if I get a gift that's bigger, more expensive than than the gift they get me? Am I going to look like I'm, you know, more interested than they are? Am I going to look like I'm trying to bribe them or I'm trying to really push this forward? And that's a tricky situation as well. And so what I usually tell people with that situation is that it's possible, yeah, you could just have a discussion about it and say, hey, what do we want to do for Christmas? But I encourage you, either one of you, whoever's first does not matter, but just go and say, look, I know we're just kind of new as far as dating goes. That's fine, but I want to get you something. You don't have to give me anything. I'm just going to get you something. We'll just get each other presents and have a little fun with it. And it doesn't have to be anything expensive. It can even be just kind of something funny that you two enjoy or have already connected on. But if you do get the gifts together, then you get to enjoy that. So I think the couple should tell their story of how they really met. That's a great, it's almost like a great icebreaker. It's pretty funny. I pretended he was my boyfriend. He wasn't. And now he is. I think that's really cute. Yeah. I mean, they could, but I feel like they think that cheapens their story. Cheapens? But it, <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they think. And, and the other thing is they've told the story they made up. So right. they're in a mess. Yeah. <laughs> but they've been together now maybe two years, but they really enjoy the whole process. Like they sat down, she had a piece of paper. This is her telling me all about it. 
And they had, she had questions. How did we meet? Where have we been? Just stuff like that. And they sat there and made it up and they rehearsed it. They would quiz each other on it. Oh my God. And that's how their relationship started developing because they were developing this inside joke with each other about it. So the question is, you know, we say if we lie to ourselves enough, we actually believe it. And I often wonder what experiences that they instantly respond with when they're in conversation that they really didn't have. It's a funny situation, but sounds like a Hallmark movie. It does. It really does. Like, I'm like, is this on Lifetime channel or something? Minus the murder, because I know that always happens on the Lifetime movies or lately. So what you're saying is when you do spend time with someone, even if it's unintentionally relationship driven, like you had no real intention, you can start seeing some things about someone that all of a sudden frame them in a different way and make them attractive, or all of a sudden you see them in this different light. Not that this is an exact scenario because I'm already dating my boyfriend, but we're still getting to know each other. We met in August and then we kind of became official really quickly in September. So we didn't really know each other and it's only the end of November. So we're still learning a lot about each other. And we went and got a Christmas tree. I cut down a Christmas tree with him and his daughter. and that was such like a bonding moment. It felt like we were a little family. It felt like here's mom and dad. And obviously I'm not like robbing the cradle and like stealing his daughter, but it just made it feel different in a really good way. And it was like, I saw him as this father and I saw what a good job he did. And it reinforced me liking him or, you know, made me like him even more things like that. So if you are seeing someone over this cuffing season, it's true that by spending time together, you may find these endearing moments where you're like, wait a second. I don't think I'm just kind of just hanging out with this person anymore. I think I actually really like this person. And yeah, so it gives you that opportunity to develop more so. Right. And that's actually a very scientific way of developing a relationship because yes, initially it's almost always going to be a visual attractiveness that gets the foot in the door. But a lot of times the person that people kind of think, well, I'll just kind of casually date. I don't really feel anything, but a lot of times they're looking maybe for somebody else, but they're just attaching themselves to this person temporarily. A lot of times they end up falling in love with that person because the way that love develops is that we share the facts and the feelings of our life with this person and they accept what they hear. You know, they're not rejecting you because of that. They're not judgmental. They accept you for who you are. So then you begin to share deeper and deeper things. And so the more that you're around each other, you also begin to develop sort of your story together by inside jokes, inside stories, and little romantic moments like that. And so Whereas a lot of people will say, well, I don't, I just think this is casual because we didn't have that instant connection. Well, I've seen a lot of terrific relationships that develop and we're not just all fireworks in the beginning. And we may see that as sort of the Hollywood ideal, but a, very little of that has to do with who the person is or who the other person is or what the potential is of the relationship. A lot of it is simply 
the actual situation or the environment we're in. So yeah, if you were to cuff with someone and you think this is just temporary, don't be surprised if after spending time with this person and developing intimacy, and I'm talking about emotional intimacy with stories, inside jokes, romantic memories, and think places where you connect on other issues, on discussions, that you wind up feeling attached to this person and even, quote, in love with this person. It's a normal thing, and it's just as beautiful as this mysterious, romantic, instant connection right? You know that we see in the movies. I almost think of arranged marriages, because you have heard those one-off stories every now and then from obviously different culture, but you know, my parents had an arranged marriage, but you know, they've been together for 40 years and they love each other and they're, you know, best friends and all that kind of stuff. And not that cuffing season is you're being forced to be with somebody, but that arranged marriage idea of where, okay, we're together. Now, all of a sudden we're going deeper and deeper and deeper because we have no choice and then we're connected. So I feel like there's a little hint of that in the idea of cuffing. But we're going to take a break. And I want to, when we come back from the break, I want to talk to you about getting your ex back. Because I know that's something that you offer in your uh, services. And I feel like that's a lost cause. I have no idea where anyone would start with that. So I'm super curious. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with Coach Lee to talk about getting your ex back. Stay tuned. Bet online has you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues, the march to the playoffs. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. When you're having a tough time and you try to talk to a friend, usually they're probably a little bit in and out of the conversation, like mm-hmm, kind of looking at their phone, listening to your problems, looking at their phone, finding this Instagram post that they're looking at way more interesting than your problems. That's why you need a professional service right at your fingertips, and that is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is there for you. It's affordable. You can set up appointments. You can have someone there 24-7. It is the place to get help when you need it most, whether it's for depression, anxiety, grief. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash askwomen. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash askwomen. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. 
Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty, and you'll find out all about it. And we're back. And we're going to talk about something that to me seems almost more impossible than inventing a spaceship that takes you to another universe, which is getting back with your ex. So Lee, tell me how you approach this and if it works and how it works and all of that. Well, the person that I'm helping usually in my videos on YouTube And uh, I also have something called the emergency breakup kit. And it's for people who have been dumped. So if you've broken up with your ex, it's a little bit different. And I'll get to that after I talk about the other way. But if someone's dumped you, then we usually do the wrong thing. And most people, even if they think that they're going against what most people do, they're still doing the wrong thing. Either extreme is wrong. One extreme is I'm going to beg and plead and try to keep talking to you, stay in contact, everything else that we have been doing for a few months as though the breakup never happened, and hopefully win you back. And usually they just really annoy the other person, lower their level of attractiveness. Because when you're dumped, the other person's basically saying, you know, I'm not attracted to you like I once was. They won't use those exact words, but that's what's really happening. Because if you're attracted to somebody, and you had a good relationship, there's no reason for you to leave. And people will give all kinds of excuses at the breakup. You know, they'll say, I need to work on myself, which is ridiculous because if you really love this person and were attracted to them, you can work on yourself while being with them. Most people do. Most of us, if we're being honest, have to constantly work on ourselves. And so they'll give excuses, you know, to try to let the other person down easy. But usually that just makes them feel like there's hope. So what I usually tell people is back off and use the no contact rule, which is just, you're not going to contact them, period. You disappear. You give them the breakup because most of the time when someone wants to break up, and of course, if there was this huge fight or some really bad situations, that's different. But most of the time when someone breaks up, they are only thinking of it in terms of the concept of being without you and they haven't experienced it. So if you give them the breakup and just go cold turkey, gone, they're actually getting to experience the breakup, which a lot of times people will realize they don't want the breakup, which is really interesting because if you stay involved with them and you try to keep contacting them, people will tell me, I just know I need to keep the lines of communication open. And I'll always say, why? And they have no good answer. Because you're not allowing them to miss you. You're not allowing them to think, oh, I made a mistake. All you're doing is you're showing them, first of all, they could easily get you back and get back into a relationship with you if they wanted to, which makes them not want to because there's no need. There's no rush. They can play the field. They can just stay broken up with you indefinitely. And you're right there. The other thing that it does is that 
it prevents them from ever having to feel any loss. Because if they break up with you, they're in control. They're saying, I want to break up. Whereas you're the one feeling the loss. And you may think, why would they care if they lose me? Because they broke up with me. Well, if they broke up with you and they were in control, what happens when they don't hear from you going on a month? They start to think, maybe you've moved on. And then it takes it out of their control because they don't know if they could get you back if they ever wanted you back. Now, they may not at that moment. But again, they're having to experience the breakup. And people will have doubts here and there. Did I do the right thing? And it's a little bit of a different world if they have to actually come face to face with the idea that they could want you back and not get you back. It makes them start thinking. And it's a foot in the door. It doesn't work 100% of the time, but it works a lot. And so usually where we start is the no contact rule. Now, it gets a lot more complex, at least it can. Sometimes it's that simple. I mean, I'm in a point where we're talking close to 50 million views on my channel. And so I get a lot of emails and I have people who work for me who go through those, but they always tell me because I asked them to, I want to hear the success stories because it's encouraging. And not a day goes by, and I mean that very literally, not a day goes by that I don't get to hear success stories of people who say, all I did was apply the no contact rule, or they'll get the emergency breakup kit, which gets into the more complexities of it. But it does work a lot if you just back off, give the person the breakup, and let the smoke clear a little bit. And most people don't do that, and so they don't ever even give it a chance, really. But I'm curious why you think that, let's see, you said it was like inventing a spaceship to go to another universe. Are you saying because it's so difficult or because you don't want your ex back? (laughs) It just seems so hard to get your ex back. I know I went through a breakup where I wanted out of the relationship and there was no way I wanted back in. So obviously there's going to be those situations where it's like more intense than other times. But I just know from my one serious breakup that it was like, he could have presented me with a million dollar mansion or a million dollar house and a million dollar wedding ring. And I'd still would have been like, no, absolutely not. So that's just based on my own personal circumstance, but I can definitely see situations like you said, where maybe the person's not sure. And then you step away and you let them feel what it feels like to be without you. And then want that option of being able to be with you again, just different circumstances than what I was in. But I'm curious if you've seen a difference when it comes to breakups, if it's easier to rekindle when there isn't such complexities involved. For example, like if there was an apartment or a house you shared, the person moves out, they take all of their stuff, like it was a serious live-in situation someone got the dog, someone got the cat, then you're gone from this big move. Like that was a lot of work. You know, you had to literally move. Do these strategies still work in a situation like that? Or do these strategies work more so in a sense of we've been dating for a year, we don't live together yet, and we broke up. She already had her own place and he already had his own place. Well, both of those situations you're describing still have pretty solid success rates. We're talking about, and this is based on actual university research. Back uh, Augusta State University, as a matter of fact, in Augusta, Georgia, back in the late 90s, 
And it was based on the techniques that I teach. And this was when I was in the early days of learning relationship coaching, getting different certifications and that kind of thing. It's about a 72% chance of getting the other person back. Now, that's still a 28% failure rate. And that would be in the situations you described where something either happened or it just really wasn't that strong to begin with. And there's just not a lot. You cannot create things that aren't there. Just like I will tell people, because after a breakup, like you just said, you said, if he had come to me and offered me a million dollar mansion and a million dollar wedding ring, you know, as though he would bribe you to come back to him. And people tend to actually try those kinds of things. One woman I spoke to that I remember because I know this sounds bad, but I was trying not to laugh at what she was suggesting because I kept telling her everything she would say. I'd say, no, you don't want to have any contact with him. And she kept saying, well, what if I do this? I'm like, no, you don't want to have any contact with him. And she was saying things like, I'm thinking I'll throw him a party. Weird. (laughs) Yeah. He really likes puppies. What if I buy him a puppy? And I just kept saying, no, you're bribing. You're bribing him to take you back. So first of all, it actually lowers your attractiveness. You know, if someone comes up to me, if I were single and says, I'll give you a million dollars to go on a date with me, I'd probably go. <laughs> I'm not going to be attracted, you know, to that person right. because they're trying to bribe me. And so, you know, the movies we see where guys send her flowers and do all these things to win her love back, it's just not realistic. It doesn't really happen that way because nobody wants to be with someone who they're not attracted to. And I'm talking not just physically, I'm talking emotionally and intellectually attracted to. And if those things are not there, you really don't have a leg to stand on. If they were there, but they have dropped, they've fallen, that's where you have the potential to get them back because it can be revived if it was there to begin with, unless you were just an awful person and mistreated them terribly. But 72% just on doing some pretty basic things, the, the no contact rule, and then when you two actually do start getting back together because the other person finally reaches out, that's where it's important to know how to respond because a lot of people jump in too quickly and that's not good either. But it's not having to get a spaceship to go to another universe. If those things were in place, if there was attraction and if the other person thinks you're a good person or have at least the potential to be a good person again, And when I say good person, you know, I just mean there has to be some respect and admiration between two people. And if you don't have attraction and you don't have respect and you don't have warmth, you don't have anything. And so those are the situations where I will tell people you're better off trying to move on. Yeah. And building that spaceship. And building a spaceship. (laughs) So what is your take on... This is uh, maybe a a jump to another subject, but what is your take on, because we get this question a lot, where a guy knows a girl and he's so enamored with her, or he thinks they would be the right match, or they'd be really good for each other, but she already has a boyfriend. Do you have an opinion on a guy saying to a girl, you'd be better with me, or you should break up with your boyfriend? Do you think that there's any sort of hope in that or any even morality in that? I mean, some it feels a little bit wrong if someone's already got her as a girlfriend and then they ruin it for him. You know, of course, there's that side of things. But 
What do you think about that? And if you condone it, how would you go about it? Well, in my opinion, there's an ethical situation there if they're happy. In other words, if she is loving being in a relationship with him and you are trying to sabotage it, to me, that's, you know, bad karma. That's, that's just something that a person who I would not like to be around would do. But if they're having difficulties, I can see the potential for you, you doing something like that. However, I found just, I've actually been doing this for 20 years and it's not just the breakup coaching. That's kind of what got my name out there back a few years ago when Cosmopolitan did a, a story on me as helping people get their exes back. But I was just what you would call a general relationship coach. I help people get girlfriends. I help people get boyfriends. And I would not suggest a guy do that. What I would suggest that a guy do is to start working on some of the things that I mentioned to you earlier, which is forming inside jokes with her, little inside stories. And again, that's if you know that the relationship is bad, for example, trying to remember which story to pick, but I, I do remember a guy who he was friends with this girl. You know, I think that they either worked together or used to work together. And several times she had cried in front of him because of how this guy treated her. Like one year, the guy totally forgot about her birthday. Just not a good boyfriend at all. And he was just kind of amazed that she was just staying with this guy. And he said, and I've been in love with her for like years. And I said, well, do you have any inside jokes or inside stories with her? And he said, we have a few inside jokes. He said, but I don't know that we will use them much. And I said, well, if they're funny and you have inside jokes, use them. If you have inside stories where you two did some things together, even if it was, you know, just at a work party or messing around at work, because, you know, some people do that, use those, refer back to those, because what you're doing is you're reinforcing intimacy and you're building intimacy and look for new opportunities to have those inside jokes and inside stories where she wakes up one day and just has this amazing connection with you and you're this big part of her life. And it's easy for her to leave him to be with you. Whereas if it's out of the blue like that, unless things are just awful, you know, with this other person, that's a tough thing to do. Especially if she's happy, you know, she's attracted to the guy, she's having fun, they're in a good relationship. It's really going to make you look kind of pathetic, you know, like you don't have a girlfriend. And so she rejects you, which it instantly lowers your level of attractiveness in her eyes, just the whole process of her rejecting you. You can get it back a little bit based on how you respond. And it's not the worst thing in the world. But the problem is you're not in a situation where you'd be, quote, picking her up because she's got a boyfriend. And so it's you can't just be confident and witty to get your way out of this. Now, she may even start avoiding you because you tried to break up her relationship. And it's just, I've never seen it work really well. Pickup artists can try things, but if she's happy, at best, she's going to be amused with you. But it's a tall order to think she'd break up with the guy. And a lot of times you just come across as kind of creepy. Absolutely. So not something I recommend. And I don't think it's effective either. It's not just that takes courage. No, it doesn't work most of the time unless she's absolutely miserable. And then you have to also kind of wonder if it's that easy for her to just drop her relationship and hop with you. Who is it that you're really dating here? You know, can she do that to you just as easily? Right. 
a lot of questions, a lot of problems with that. Yeah. I know a guy who was really into this girl who would have small complaints about her boyfriend, like little ones where he doesn't do this or we're having trouble. It's really not that great. But I think that she was just trying to get attention from him. That's what it seemed because then when he tried to use that and actually say, well, you know, maybe we should try something. It was like a complete no. And now that girl and that guy are actually engaged. And for him, it was so confusing. And so I think sad because he was seeing these glimmers of hope. And it seems just like a friend zone thing where she was leaning on him when she felt like she needed some attention rather than actually being serious about those complaints about the boyfriend. So I can see how guys could get confused. But yeah, if if there's no complaints whatsoever, if there's no unhappiness between the two, then yes, you're the karma. I agree with it's a complete bad karma thing. And the other thing is that most people don't realize if you start attacking this other guy or this other girl, you know, whatever the situation is, you can actually accidentally create intimacy between the two of them because her first instinct will be to defend him. And whenever you defend someone, you create this us against the world mentality. And I don't know if you've ever heard of the concept limerence. Have you heard of limerence? No. Okay. So limerence is basically the scientific word for being madly in love. And it's where the chemical dopamine is just sky high. And we put people in functional MRI machines and looked at their brain when we showed pictures of the person they were in love with. And we know what happens. And we know that it's also temporary. That what happens is you have this initial honeymoon firework response early on. And it basically serves to get you to spend a lot of time together so that you create warmth and companionship and commitment and a feeling of family. And then the limerence, the chemicals, start to fade because just like with any other drug, eventually that amount does not create the same response. And so that's why people, as they've been together for a long time, they start to do things separate of each other here and there, and they don't have to just be together all the time because it does fade. There's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes people get addicted to that initial, those initial fireworks. They get addicted to love. And so they leave a perfectly good relationship because they want those fireworks again. But then they fade away and they go to another one. So when you attack this person's relationship and you say, he didn't do this, he didn't do this, and they start defending that person, you actually can reignite limerence because you create this us against the world mentality that actually fuels limerence. So yeah, what I would actually tell them is to do the opposite. If we're getting into the part where Coach Lee's going to help somebody get a girlfriend and they've got a boyfriend and he's not a good guy, I usually say something like, go the opposite direction. Just say, you two are awesome together. Y'all are like the best couple I've ever seen. Because in her mind, she'll think, no, we're not. And now she's not defending him. She's going the other direction and she's remembering how awful he is. Okay. And I've helped people do that. That's a great idea. Where they will say, so what did you, you and your boyfriend do for Valentine's Day? Oh, we just kind of stayed home and ordered pizza. Oh, that is awesome. You two must really be in love. That's beautiful. Because just like that, try to mean it. Don't act like you're putting on. Act like you're really, because she'll think stuff like that. And you could even say something like, oh, really? Oh, that's sweet. 
I'd probably just like go over the top and get too dressed up or something silly like that. You know, where you're, you're kind of almost putting that idea down. Like I'm the only one interested in that. And she's probably thinking that would have been wonderful. So I hate to use the cliche reverse psychology, but it is because she ends up being the one to, I don't want to say attack, but I'm going to say attack him in her mind and remember some of those bad things because you're going overboard. You're saying you two are great together. And she's thinking we're not. And that can work a lot better than you pointing out the problems because then she feels like she's got to defend him and make excuses for him. And that just makes her feel closer to him. So yeah, don't do that. Yeah. I almost feel like Dr. Evil right now where I'm like, Ooh, there could be some magical powers in this that I could use for not good things, which I won't because I'm not going to break anybody up. But all of this information has been really, really interesting and stuff that we've never covered before. So I'm really happy that uh, you came on the show and shared all that stuff with us. Where can we find you? I know you said you have like 50 million views on YouTube. Also, you have your website. So could you share how we can get in touch with you? My website is myxbackcoach.com myxbackcoach.com or you can just go to YouTube and type in Coach Lee and you'll see my videos and they're about getting your ex back, especially if you were the one who was dumped. And there are also just a lot of good relationship principles and learning how a mature adult relationship can survive is going to interact and behave. So that's just Coach Lee. Awesome. And do you work directly with clients at all or is it all pretty much video and you know your packages? Yeah, so I have coaches on my staff and then I have the emergency breakup kit. I'm not going to say that I never do coaching because I do have some clients who I have retained and talked to occasionally. But at the moment, I'm not taking new clients, or at least that's the official, the general rule. But I do have coaches on my staff, uh, one of whom is Coach Ken. And he's actually, we've worked together for 15 years. We got our coaching certification together. So he's not just somebody I stuck in a position. He's outstanding. And he also helps people who are dealing with bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorders, and things like that, where you're with somebody like that, or even if you yourself are struggling with that, he's got so much experience with that. So he's outstanding. So if someone does want coaching, we do have that. I have people on staff who do that. Awesome. Cool. Well, go check out Coach Lee. Thank you so much for being on the show. Our show comes out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. So make sure you subscribe. And leave us a rating so that more people can see and access our show. And if you guys need help with your banter, you can hit me up at kristinandchill.com where I do coaching with men on how to be funny and witty so they can charm the girl's socks off and maybe a little bit more. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to share the show with a friend and we will see you guys next week. 